1: <laughs> Crosby And goes down, and Max Crosby is forced
2: a last week.
1: You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby.
2: Thank you, Max Crosby, and welcome to another episode of the Raiders Fan Radio Rundown. That's for myself, your buddy Murph, uh, and uh and my best friend and yours from the left annex from of the, the, Murph- the left side of the the porch. porch table yeah <laughs> Mirth Van <laughs> porch uh yeah that's where we run down the best of the raider stories throughout the course of the week and uh it's been a minute since we saw you guys live from the fan cave and uh So we're here at the old abode. We're still waiting to sell this thing uh, before we move in and start construction on Fan Cave 2.0. But uh, rest assured that it will happen soon, hopefully by uh, late summer. Yes. And I've already been talking to our first in-studio guest, Swag Jeff. Have you? We are going to have a special in-studio guest to kick off. Um, the Fan Cave 2.0 and I'm even hoping it will time up with the Fanny Awards which is when we celebrate the best of you Raider Nation and also uh, really just the best of the Raiders through the course of the year we got the Fannies it's our annual award show and so how cool would it be to get a Get a get a fannies going in the new Fan Cave. Special guest in the Fan Cave. Yeah, there's rumor of a retirement ceremony. Maybe the first ever RFR Hall of Fame. There ceremony. you go. Got some cool stuff going on there for Fan Cave 2.0. So wow. Anyways, welcome to the Porch playoff.
0: Hey man, I'm excited to be here, man. Yeah, it feels like it's been a million years since we've done a show. Uh, you know, every time we go upstairs and get the little the little cordless mics and stuff from the Fan Cave, it's just like the one tear <laughs> comes down my yeah. eye because you know, you know what what used to be and all that stuff. But but yeah, and so we're too
2: echoey up there. where we did the show last time, it sounded it echoey, so I'm like,
0: yeah, let's try yeah. to porch. We may as, well done it it the, the may as well have done it in the bathroom. It yeah, just sounded yeah, all echoey yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But, yeah, but we're fired up to bring you another show,
2: bring you some content, and we will be live next week, right? Yeah, we're going to go live from Domenico's next week, and so look for us there. Uh, we're hoping, obviously, QB Jeff will be there, uh, yes. the proprietor of Domenico's. Um, and then uh, we'll have Michelle there. And we're gonna be giving away some stuff because we need to get our fundraising kicked back in. Yes. Uh, and so we're giving away, you got the jersey over Absolutely. there? Absolutely. So we're giving away a, a really sweet jersey. Uh, we will be doing this live. Um, if you want to get in on that autographed Howie Long. So 11, Howie jersey.
0: Long jersey right there. It's
2: so sweet, man. So if you want to get in on that, uh, join us live. That will be next week, next Wednesday. 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern, uh, live on the YouTubes. And if you want to donate before the show, you can go to, uh, it's donation at onenationfoundation.net. You can just go to our website, RaidersFanRadio.com. Click the One Nation Foundation button. You could go to onenationfoundation.net. However you want to get there, just go to the onenationfoundation.net donation page. And if you donate... Um, which I saw, we got our buddy J Will donating yes. fifty bucks.
0: Yep. Um, yep. So respect. That's, yeah.
2: As much respect to Jay Will, so that earns him five poker chips uh, for the drawing of that Howie Long jersey. Big Shane already sent us 100 bucks. Yep. So we know that he's got 10 bucks or 10 poker chips going in. So exactly. if you want to get in on that, it's it's really beneficial to the foundation because Google doesn't get their cut. Uh, we love our super chats and we love you guys for doing the super chats the way that you do. But Google takes 30% of that money. Yes. So if you want to make a donation prior to to get in on the running for that, we get the full freaking thing going straight to the One Nation Foundation. And, uh, and so we'd love to, to have your support in that way. But anyway, you choose to support us. We love you guys so very, very much. You know, the passion that we have for the One Nation Foundation and our nonprofit and um, and and all of, the, of those, not all of those of you, because there's not that many nowadays, but every once in a while, I still get a comment, those don't talk enough about the Raiders. Well, listen, here at, top of, at the top of the show, for 10 minutes, we're talking about something that we're passionate about, which is benefiting others and lifting up some communities that need help, like... Sorry, man. We're guilty of that. And if it bothers you that that much, then go make a sandwich and come back in 10
0: minutes. And there you go. Well, isn't that what Raider Nation's all about, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, we're not breaking down stats 10 minutes into the show. You know, we'll get into some of that kind of stuff as we move forward. But, like, you know, it's family. You know, we're we're, we're catching everybody up with the family. You know, what's going on in our lives? What are we doing? And all that stuff. How can you be a part of it? And stuff like that. But kind of to piggyback on what you said a little bit about, you know, the folks that do want to donate uh, before our live show and stuff like that to get their poker chips in early gives us all the money. It also gives the audio listeners, I think, a really good opportunity to get in the mix too because as much as we love our YouTube audience, it's a lot smaller than what our... Podcast numbers yes, 100%. are so you know a majority of our listeners still come from the podcast. So those audio only you know su- supporters of Raiders Fan Radio, we love you and we appreciate you, and we don't get to talk to you enough because you know it's just you know the people that we talk to are mostly the chat folks on right, the on right, the YouTube right. and stuff like that. So but it gives those folks an opportunity to get in the mix to win some of that as well to help the One Nation Foundation. And then on Friday mornings, whenever they catch our show on the way into work or something like that, they go. Oh, nice! On a Friday, I, I got a Howie jersey. Yeah, oh, let yeah, me yeah. let me send him my info. So, so yeah,
2: so so much appreciated to everybody, and uh, yeah, we're, we'll be fired up for that next week. Absolutely. So, speaking of that, so thank you all very much again. The way you support Raiders Fan Radio, and most importantly, the One Nation Foundation. Uh, if you can't. Uh, help us out monetarily, no big deal. Just give us a like, give us a thumbs up, hit a subscribe here on the YouTube's. Tell your friends, yes. uh, or even if you're an audio podcast listener, uh, you could subscribe there. Uh, if you're listening to us on Just Blog Baby, uh, wherever you're finding our show, if you could just do us a favor and just just help us with a retweet, help us with a thumbs up. Again, tell your Raider friends. Word of mouth is still huge. You know, you're a Raider fan, you got Raider yep. friends. You know, um, and and so if you could just help us spread the word because that gives us advertising opportunities. Like our good friends at DraftKings, yes. So I want to tell you a little bit about DraftKings, and then we're going to talk about the Raiders. Um, the good folks at DraftKings have set it up for new users of the of DraftKings. Uh, I'm one of them. I went to to DraftKings, signed up. I to use promo code RFR. That's promo code RFR. Use that promo code, and uh, all you got to do is bet five bucks, and you'll get hundred and fifty dollars of bonus bets. Holy cow! It's bananas, dude. Like it's bananas. So it's I in, I put in fifty bucks. Um, And then I've been playing fantasy basketball all through the playoffs. Perfect. It's been a blast. yeah. And there's all kinds of baseball stuff you can do. I did a couple baseball. I didn't do so hot at the baseball. But basketball has been a lot of fun. Anyways, point being, though, new users, sign up. You spend 5 bucks, 5 bucks, and you get $150 in free bonus bets. And thank you to our good, good friends at uh, DraftKings and the way that they are supporting not only this show, but again, more importantly, the One Nation Foundation. Absolutely. And speaking of supporting the One Nation Foundation. Yeah. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Will Compton. You're listening to Raiders Fan Video with my boys, Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they f***ing out a banger podcast. Thank you, Will Compton. Absolutely. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the Raiders. All right, so Jeff. Yeah. We got a lot going on. We got a lot going on. There's a lot going on, Raider Nation, uh, but before we get to... The, the biggest of the Raider stories of the week. Yeah. Um, it's been a minute since we've been here on the show, and so I think we would be remiss uh, if we didn't give much, much respect. Here's my neighbors pulling up. They're going to be like, what the heck are these people doing? Yeah. Um, we we want to give much, much respect to the absolute legendary Jim Brown. Yes. Um, and actually, this is a, a Raiders-related story uh, in a roundabout way, and I'll tell you why here in just a second. So <laughs> the legendary Jim Brown, uh, sadly, you know, he, he passed away. And, and when I say legendary, Jeff... It's not hyperbole. Right. Like, there are very few people that in our world could keep up with, like, uh, what, what a John Madden represented to the NFL. And right. And beyond the NFL, when we talk about Madden a lot, we talk about how he went from obviously being a Super Bowl winning coach and a legendary coach for the Raiders— then he went into a legendary broadcasting career uh, and was the best of the best in that field. And then he went off and made this video game. Right. and It became the biggest and baddest sports video game of all time. Right. So literally dominated and was a goat in all three fields. The same things could be said about Jim Brown. When you look at Jim Brown and what he did on the field, um, he ran for 12,312 yards in nine seasons back when they used to play 12 games a year. Wow. I mean, absolutely the most dominant football player. I think that if you ever, like you know the NBA has Jerry West as the logo? Oh yeah. I think if the NFL ever had a silhouette of a person, of a player to represent the league, it's Jim Brown. I think that like that's the guy, right? So he was absolutely dominant in his field as a player, but then, when he stopped and he pre- retired prematurely. Again, he only played the nine season. But then he retires and he becomes this amazing actor. Like, he did all these fantastic old school movies. And, um, I mean, it's a long list, so I won't rattle them off to you. But it's amazing how he represented and He was one of the early athletes. You know, him like Alex Karras did some stuff. And there sure. were other players yeah. as well. But he was like a really good actor and a very popular actor, but then even more important, so he does well in his movie career, but then even more importantly, he becomes this civil rights icon. Yes. And, and absolutely transcends past media, past sports, and into the cultural landscape of positive for change. It's just like, that, that dude, I'm telling you, man, He's if you don't know a lot about Jim Brown, I would encourage you to go check him out. And Raider Nation, here's where I said it's Raiders related, Raiders adjacent. Jim Brown, this is what a badass he was. He didn't want Franco Harris to break his rushing record because he felt that his record was attained when they had 12 games a year. Franco's was in 14 games a year. So he felt that like Franco didn't have any right to beat his record because he played in so many more games and the fact that Franco's chicken shit ass used to run out of bounds all the time. Right. And it pissed Jim Brown off. He's like, well, anybody could have played that long if you're running out of bounds and avoiding contact. Yeah. So Jim Brown, at 47 years old, when Franco was threatening to break his record, said, I'm coming back and I want to be a Raider. And so he was there on the go. cover of Sports Illustrated and like, and Al Davis kind of kicked around the idea of like bringing him back. Yeah. But Marcus Allen... Is Marcus Allen right, right in nineteen eighty four? Right, and so um, so the Raiders ultimately decided to go in a different direction. Was they as they should because it was Marcus mm-hmm. Allen, of course. Um, but how, what a badass though! Like what and and for and what's really cool the kind of the kicker of the story. Franco never broke his record because Franco got hurt, ended up going to Seattle, and then they did nothing. Right. You know who broke his record? Who's that? Walter Payton. Well, there the you go. The same year, 1984, and Walter Payton's record stood until 02 when. went R- when Hammett, like yep. Yeah, yep. So, anyway, so much respect to the legendary Jim Brown. Yes. Rest in peace, rest in power. Like, what an absolute, just rock star of a human being, man. Like, just, yeah. Absolutely. All right. What do we got next? Oh! You know what I've got here in my in my, uh, my toasty little hand, Jeff? Well, we don't do math. No. But, but we, we love numbers. numbers. <laughs> <laughs> some of you really love one number. Yeah. Lord have mercy. One, Jeez, Pete. All right, let's just go ahead and dig into it. I want to hear your take on this. Okay. Um, okay, so Raider Nation, well, not all Raider Nation, a, a sect of Raider Nation, we'll say, was up in arms <laughs> last week when Aiden O'Connell, our new rookie quarterback out of Purdue, comes out and he's wearing the number four. Yeah. Now, when I saw the pictures on their picture day or whatever it was, when I saw that, I went, oh, he's wearing number four. And then I went on to something else. Right. Right. What was your reaction to it?
0: Well, you know, I th- I th- you know, and I I saw all the stuff as well. All the people up in arms so mad. How could Josh McDaniels let this happen? How could Mark Davis let this happen? And all that stuff to me, I think it really signifies the fact that the Raiders really it, it's the Raiders and then everything else. It's no one is above the shield. The shield will always be number 1. And that will never change. It doesn't matter what player comes through that locker room. However long they played, anything like that, four is just a number. It's just a number out of the 100 numbers that they're allowed to play because you can play a zero now. But you know, so I mean, it's you know, it's just a thing, man. And he, and frankly, O'Connell only had a couple of choices. Anyway, he had four or sixteen. It was four, 16, or like I think maybe there was one a nine, and Tyree Wilson took nine. Tyree Wilson took nine, yeah. Jacoby Myers has sixteen, mm-hmm. so there was really only oh, that's right, oh, it was nineteen. It was, it was oh, 19. okay, maybe nineteen. I think four,
2: 19, yeah, because Jacoby Myers had sixteen on Right, yeah. exactly,
0: exactly. So there was really only so much that there's so many options that O'Connell had anyway, but it just really doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just like doesn't I mean, matter. you know, and for people to get all up in arms about the number four really kinda makes you wanna look at that entire roster and go, well, how come people aren't mad about this guy? Yeah,
2: well, or I'll give you an example. So, the year after Charles Woodson retired, or not retired, but uh, moved on from the Raiders, guess who took number 24? Michael Huff. Michael Huff. Uh, When Dave Casper retired, uh, Trey Junkin took over number 87. When Namdi Asamawa left, uh, Leo Shepard took number 21. Yep. Like, And I don't remember anybody even having any kind of a thing about any of that. You know why? Because 21 is Cliff Branch. There you go. Like, you know what I mean? 24 is freaking uh, Willie Brown and Charles right. Woodson and Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. And 12 is Gannon and Stabler. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? Jacoby it's, Ford. Jaco- right? You know, Nobody that. was freaking out when Marinovich was wearing 12. Exactly. No one cares. Because it doesn't like matter. Said, that's why we don't retire numbers. And so this whole idea of like, well, they should have given it a certain amount of time. Well, how much time is there? So, is enough time? Like, right. And here's the last thing I'll say, too. And this is why it was so goofy to me. Right. These are fan things. These are fan things. I promise and or guarantee you, no one inside the Raiders building was thinking that, oh, this was what our old quarterback used to wear. No, not at all. O'Connell wasn't thinking about that. Josh McDaniels wasn't thinking about that. Nobody was thinking about it. And those of you that say, well, they should have known, they got to read the room and they should have known better. No, they don't care. They don't care about your room. This is their job. Like when we talk to our buddy Comp, like we love Compton to death. Okay, one of our favorite podcasters ever. When he joined us here in the fan cave and he saw my autographed Howie Long jersey hanging up or on the chair or wherever the heck it yeah. was, he looked, no, it was the picture. Anyway. The picture of Howie, yeah. It was a picture of Howie Long autographed. And he looked at it and he goes, oh, Howie Long. He goes, he was a lineman, offensive lineman, right? And we're like, no, man, no, he was a defensive lineman, Hall of Famer, like one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, He's like, oh, okay. Well, you know what, that is not embarrassing because this it's Will's job. It's right. his job to be a football player. Right. It's not his job to know the history and lore of the Raiders. This guy is a mercenary player that's played for four different teams in the yes. NFL. He's not studied in the freaking Raiders yeah. history. You think Aidan O'Connell was studied on the history of the number four with the freaking Raiders? No. 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 He and- don't care. Josh McDaniels, like, these people don't care. You know what they care about is winning football games. Right. They don't care what a number means to you. Right. And so you've got, I mean, take yourself out of the equation, Raider Nation. Like, I mean. Well, and, t- you know, and I think, too, I,
0: you know, I think... Th- when when other players wear those historic and legendary numbers within the Raider Jonathan organization. <laughs> and well, and that's and that's the example that I was gonna use that like, you know, he understood the reverence of 24. He knew what that meant. That's he true. knew that Charles Woodson, Willie Brown, Marshawn
2: Lynch, all these great. The came... It's up there 24, 32, and 12. Those that, are the three. Those are, are, are the like, three. That's...
0: So like yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so he understood that. So for all the car lovers, the car or nothing people or whatever, the folks that went over to New Orleans to be with his buddy and all that stuff, like, you would think that, like, they would love that someone else is gonna wear four, because it's gonna honor Derek. You know what I mean? Like, instead of looking at that as such a negative thing, maybe that was O'Connell's thoughts. Maybe he goes, well, maybe... Derek's a great quarterback. Maybe I can if I could continue like to him. grow that legacy sure. to where in 20, 30 years when people look at the historic and legendary numbers for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders we'll see number four as one of those things. Just, oh, well Derek was the quarterback for nine years and is the all-time statistical thing until Aiden O'Connell comes in and he becomes our you know next legendary quarterback or whatever. So just ease up on some of that stuff. I mean, look at it in a positive way. Yeah, and maybe, I'm looking forward to it. And maybe he Likes Favre. Maybe but that's he loved why them. Derek wore it because Derek because Brett Favre was Derek's well, favorite. Why player. wasn't Why wasn't Packer fans pissed off when
2: Derek Carr wore the number four then? Exactly. You know, know right what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, it, Well, it just, four wasn't a thing until that generation of quarterback came. Right, Favre was the only one that I can remember that was famous as a quarterback wearing four. Jim and Harbaugh I, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. But then next thing you know, though, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, absolutely Carr, like that generation of quarterback that absolutely. were influenced by Favre, like yes, it makes sense. Just like you're going to see a bunch of kids in the two generations from now are going to all be wearing 15. There you go. You know what I mean? Because they there all grew go. up watching Patrick Mahomes. Man, it's going. Yep. So, anyways, yep. I I think it was a non-story. And if really, no. I mean, the ultimate, if anything, there's only ever been one player in the history of the Raiders. That's it's ever bothered me that he wore that that he wore one of the one of uh, a legendary player's number. Who's that? Number eighty one. We had a tight end named Pharaoh Brown that wore number eighty one, and it used to drive me nuts that during the game you would look on the sideline and you'd see Brown 81, and I'd be like, fraud. You know what I mean? Sure. That that one I didn't care for. Sure. Like that one, it's like all right. Like, even if you're trying to honor that, it's like, you're not yeah. even in the same position and you sure as shit ain't no Timmy Right, problem.
0: yeah. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's a punter that comes on named Jacoby Stabler that wears 12, <laughs>
2: you're going to be like, what the hell is this what guy are you doing? doing Jacoby Stabler. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so yeah. So then you could look at the Raiders and go,
2: read the room. Read the that room. That ain't good. That ain't but good. But this ain't that situation. Yeah. if you got Doug Belenikoff wearing number 25, <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. that's a problem. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly.
0: Exactly. So speaking of Derek, right? All
2: right, speaking of Derek.
0: So so uh, so we saw another thing on 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 the social media. The Twitter, Twitter's an amazing place. I love Twitter. I freaking love Twitter. You love Twitter. I, Sometimes I, I can't some keep Twitter. up with Twitter. I'm 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 on it too much. You're on it too
2: much. I'm on and I, 'cause I am on i do not just go for the Raider stuff. I go for news in general, like You go for everything. I'm just kinda on there. Like that I don't do a lot of Facebook and I don't do Instagram, yeah. I don't do not Twitter's my jam. I'm Twitter's your jam. Twitter.
0: Yeah. Twitter's your jam. So we see on Twitter, so everyone starts arguing about, uh, about who's who's more overrated. Who's actually better? Is it Derek Carr or is it Rich Gannon?
2: That was a really interesting it's, conversation yeah. that got started. So I don't forget what the, the catalyst was for it. But basically it got into the discussion about breaking down the careers of Derek Carr and Rich Gannon. And I was shocked at the amount of people. Well, maybe I shouldn't be. I, but I still was surprised at the amount of um, not hate that Gannon got, but dismissiveness to what Gannon got. There was a, and I think these are younger fans. and I hate to, and I hate to look, I'm an older guy now, I'm middle-aged, and, and so I hate to always pin it on, well, you guys weren't around to see it or remember it the same way or whatever. Right. But um, you know, for Rich Gannon to be the absolute stud of our team, he was the leader of the Raiders of the Oakland Raiders on our resurgence in the early 2000s. He was absolutely the leader of the team so much that he was willing to challenge John Gruden, which nobody did or right. does even up until his unceremoniously uh, you know, retirement or whatever. Um, no one ever challenged John the way that Rich Cannon did. He had balls. He had a, I used to say he's got a case of the ass. Like, he'd be all red-faced. They'd be going at each other. Like he, They would just win, baby. And if he saw a way to just win differently, he was going to let John know about it, yep. even to the point where John would send him in with plays and he would change that shit. Oh, yeah. And it, to success. Right. Not like some other people we've heard about that change it to detriment. Mm-hmm. Gannon would change it to success. Right. So
0: there's a difference right there.
2: There's a big difference right there. And so, Rich Gannon to lead our team to a Super Bowl, 2002 MVP, I mean, to me, like, I don't, th- this is not disparaging Derek. And I, and I, even though I have my thoughts about the way that it all ended, um, I respect Derek Carr's career with the Raiders immensely. Um, sure. But he didn't do what Rich Gannon did. And this whole rhetoric around, well, Rich Gannon inherited a Super Bowl team. Derek never had that team built around him. I call bullshit on that. I mean, I remember what the Raiders were like when Rich Gannon got there. We hadn't been to a playoff game in five freaking years. Yeah. And, like, now, granted, we had some dogs on defense. Of course, you had, you know, young Charles Woodson, and we had, we had some really good players on defense. But those teams were all offense. It was Timmy Brown. It was freaking, you know. It was obviously Rich, and it was and Jerry Rice. Yeah, I mean, like R- Jerry Porter, like that. Yep. Archie, Charlie Garner. Charlie Garner. I mean, we Lincoln Kennedy. I mean, like yeah. we had some absolute studs on offense. Sure. That team was driven by offense. Yes. Um, defensively, like even as much love, and we're going to get into overrated versus underrated players here in a minute. Overrated player, Greg Beekert, like, you you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of players on defense that really weren't as good as maybe we remember them as, but I will tell you that in in those moments, as a fan, watching Rich Gannon play, he had 100% command of the offense and usually command of the game back then. When you looked at, like, he would go on passing streaks, Jeff, where he would throw for like 20 passes in a row without having an incompletion. And I know some people go, yeah, well, Joe Gruden's West Coast offense is dink and dunk. I don't care. It's Doesn't an matter. NFL game, it and is. you're completing 20 passes in a row, and you're not talking about three-yard gains or checkdowns or dumping it behind the line of scrimmage. Right. It's the ball still going downfield because, oh, yeah, you got two Hall of Fame wide receivers. Like Exactly. And they were both coached by the same guy.
0: You know so I mean like so I mean I saw Well that's a good point. And that too. you know so I mean it's a really you can really compare the two of those guys because they were under the same it's the team. same offense it's pretty much. It's the same offense and stuff like that. So you could say the same thing about Derek, that it was the dinks and dunks. And we've been critical of him in the past for that. You know, as I'm sure sometimes Gannon was criticized about that a little bit as well. But you could still see both of those guys heave the ball down the field as well. So, you know, so so that's that's a silly comparison. But if you're a, if you're a stat junkie, and you want to actually dig in and look who was better. Just, just on paper. Just on paper. You know, because Derek, yes, is the statistical leader in every quarterback category in Raider history. If you, you know, any stat that a quarterback has, you know, compiled over the course of his career, it's Derek and then it's everybody else. But if you actually look at, uh, if you actually look at these two guys, you put their careers side by side. Derek Carr played a lot longer for the Silver and Black, Right. He played Nine from years. Nine years. So from 2014 to 2022, he had 142 games. Rich Gannon, 1999 to 2004. 74 games. So when you look at those stats, okay, Gannon played half the time that Derek did. In games played, you can just basically take Derek's stats, cut it in half, and that's what it would be, or vice versa, or double it, yeah, double, and, that's yeah, what, and that's what yeah. it would be. So if you look at these, uh, so if you look at them, so Derek Carr, 63 and 79 record. Okay. Okay. Rich Gannon in 74 games, he was 45 or 45 and 29. Pretty good. So if you double that, if if Gannon would have played as long as Derek did in the silver and black, he would have had 90 wins. So 27 more wins. Would have had 90 wins, yeah. So uh, save it. Oh, you're defense. Exactly. Completions. Uh, Derek Carr had 3,201 completions. Rich Gannon had 1,533. So that's that's about that's about where they were at. 3,000. It's it's Rich right would, there. Would have
2: 3,000. Yeah.
0: Completion percentage. Derek 64.6. Gannon 62.6. And that's it's about right there. About to, right it's there. right there together. Touchdowns. Derek Carr 217. Rich Gannon 114. So if you doubled that. Gannon would actually be ahead. 228, yeah. He'd be ahead. Uh, Touchdown percentage, Derek 4.4, Gannon 4.7. So right there together. Interceptions, Derek 99, Gannon 50. Right there together. Right there together. Right there (laughs) together. Yards per attempt, 7.1 for Derek, 7.2 for Rich. Same offense. Same offense. Yards per catch, 11 and 11 and a half. Yards per game, 248 for Derek, 237.6 for Rich. There you go. All that stuff. Quarterback rating, 91.8, 91.2 for Rich. Those stats are right They're there together. The They're player. about the same player. They're about the same player. Rich Gannon 100, was sacked 162 times, Derek 264 times. So Wait Gannon. A now, hold on, a say that one again. Yeah, because that's interesting because everyone said, well, Derek didn't have an O line. Derek didn't have an O line. Well, Derek was sacked. 264 times. Gannon was sacked 162. So if Gannon had played the entire time, he would have been sacked 320 times. So he would have been sacked way more. Really interesting. It's a very interesting stat, man. So, and then of course the big one, quarterback or uh, fourth quarter comebacks. Derek had 28. Gannon had nine. But he didn't have to come back a lot of times because the team was already successful, already winning. He didn't have to come back and play. So you look at those stats and you really can't argue one or the other statistically which one's better, but oh yeah, Gannon took the Raiders to the Super Bowl and has a t-
2: two thousand and has NFL, an, MVP. An, an, an NFL MVP. And that's where like you the, look at the end, the end. You look the at the, end. T- the eye test. That's where like so you so go. Statistically they're the same. What do your eyes tell you when you watch on game day? And for those of you that are too young to remember it, or you were just you know you're, you were kids or whatever when it was going on, go back and watch some highlights. Go watch the two thousand and two. <laughs> AFC Championship game against the freaking Titans yeah. and then tell me how bad Rich Gannon was Right, I mean 100% I mean we dominated the freaking Titans in that game 100% not even close and they were a good football team yeah with a really good defense back then and a and you know what I mean like I mean, 100% they had a great football team back then so anyway, good stuff there Swago that's yeah, good stuff yeah absolutely that's good stuff alright let's go ahead and hit a break and then uh, do you have any breaks over there
0: I don't you have, have any I have breaks. All the breaks. You have all the breaks.
2: Okay, all right. Let's go ahead and hit a break, and then we're going to talk out about time. My life is running out of <laughs> lifespan.
0: <laughs> hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles Raider. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're
2: listening to Murph and Uncle Moss, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out, it's
0: Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, I forgot our emails. Oh, Do we have emails? Yeah. Shoot, we have a sea of fans. We do. Yeah. Do we have a voicemail? Or, oh, no. So I'll just I've got some. i
2: got some emails to read. Oh, we'll go get them. Okay. I'll. I'll do that. Okay. Here.
0: We're not done with our conversations, okay. though, right? No. 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 Looking, okay.
2: Looking, looking,
0: All right. So thanks to everyone in the chat. If uh, we, this is not live, so we do not see who you are. But much respect to everyone that is in here, that is watching, that is listening, wherever you are. We greatly yes. appreciate your support you. on that. And yes, uh, we do have some emails that we're going to read. Uh, we, yeah. We, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, are we going to read? We're going to do those now?
2: Yeah. Let's do it. Just do them you, now. Just we'll just r-
0: just a break. Just just to see a, just a sea of fans break right in the middle of a rundown. I love it. Let's do it. I love it. Okay, you want me to read one?
2: Yeah, you read one. Here, you read that this one, and I'll read Paul. Oh, actually, no, there's three of them. Okay. You read two, I'll read Paul.
0: Okay. All right. Greetings, Murph, uh, Swag Jeff, Michelle, all the loyal followers who found their way into the fan cave. It's a great time to be a reader. On the porch. There you go. <laughs> Okay, it's always a great time to be a Raider. Anyway, now that we're in the offseason, that means that it's once again time to crank up the hype train that is the Chargers' yearly anointing of playoffs or division titles. Then we can sit back and watch those dreams melt like the five-pound <laughs> pad of butter that sits atop a giant stack of Andy Reid pancakes. Uh, I was encouraged by the draft. I think third-round pick Byron Young is going to be a staple mm. force along that defensive front for many years to come. 100% agree with I agree. that. 100% agree with that. I believe Mr. Mayer will emerge as one of the five best tight in the league by the Ooh, end of day. year three i love that and i i don't even think it's going to take three bro uh, i don't think it's going to take think he's three just quick man i, I think mean. he is too i think he is too and i hope that aiden o'connell uh gets to sit and uh, sit on the bench for a full year and that we don't have to uh, have a repeat of what happened to connor cook seven years ago although it would certainly take although i would certainly take a playoff run again now let's talk about tom brady First of all, I congratulate him on his success over his entire career. There is no way that Brady would have ever been uh, anywhere close to where he is without the Raiders. Al would have never brought in a quarterback that he himself could have probably beaten in a 40-yard dash. But the fumble, yes, we all know it was a fumble. It was not Brady's fault. And he he never went whining to the officials. Mr. Walt Coleman is the one who cost the Raiders that game and served as the ouster for John Green. Thank you. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. That's something yeah. that
2: gets overlooked all the time. hundred percent. People blame Brady for the tuck rule. It wasn't Brady. It was Walt freaking Coleman. That's where your hate deserves to go. There you go. go. There
0: you go. Now Brady wants a piece of the Raiders. He wants to own a piece of the Raiders. Uh, and I say, why not? And that has happened, Right. I think it's done deal. I think it's been Yeah, he's prove. he's bought in. He's Absolutely, bought in. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. How's it and going? I, How's it going? Good, hey there. good. Good. Hey, sorry, we're doing a podcast. Yes, sir. Say hi All to right. the mailman, Raider Nation. Yeah, there you go. Hey, hey, <laughs> I appreciate you. Uh, so yeah, so he wants—he he owns a piece of the Raiders now, and I say why not. Bring B- Brady's star power and legacy to Vegas, and perhaps it will rub off. And no, I don't wish for Jimmy G to get injured and have Gandalf come in riding, <laughs> riding on Shadow Fox in the Battle of Orcs, uh, or Chiefs. That is simply too old, and he's way slower than Al Davis, who is dead. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> um, uh, but he could certainly do a lot of great things as an owner with swagger, uh, which I agree with that. We haven't talked about that, and I don't even think we had that we on the rundown. We don't have that on the rundown. But, but, I, but I, I think that um, a lot of people are very, have mixed emotions about this. I'm all in. I think it's great. Mark Davis does not have a son. He does not have a daughter. There is no legacy after Mark Davis unless he, however old he is, decides to pump out a kid. It's not going to happen. So it could very well be Tom Brady carries Al Davis and Mark Davis's torch. Wow. And like, that's that's bananas, man. That's one of those bananas. like you what is it? You either you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself. Well for Tom Brady, it might be the opposite. It might of that. be the opposite. You might, yeah, yeah. You could, you know live long enough to become the hero. Become the hero. Yeah. And, you know,
2: and He's a Bay Area guy He's man. a Bay Area like, guy. That's the thing that people forget a lot. He's not an East Coast guy. He's not a no. Patriot. He no. played football at Sarah High School for crying out loud. He's yeah. a Bay Area guy. He's... And I know that he that people say, "Well, he was a Niners fan." Well, so was almost all of the Bay back then because the Niners were rattling off Super Bowls. Right. And so any any kid, they were all Niners fan. Aaron Rodgers was a Niners fan like right. they they're all watching Steve Young and all 100%. That kind of stuff. Hundred percent. So, like, well, he and came you know, a and for that, but he's still a Bay guy. Yeah, like he's still. This like, you don't think the Raiders meant something to him, at least a little bit? Of course. In some fashion growing up. So, of course. Like, I don't know. Of course,
0: absolutely. Well, and you take into the fact that you know, uh, look at all the fans, including us, that'll go, "Oh my gosh, the refs just—they hate us. They hate the Raiders. They hate the Raiders." Well, now if Tom Brady, who was the <laughs> who is the darling of the NFL for a majority true. of his career, and is one of the most loved icons in the NFL and all that kind of stuff, if they, we bring a little bit of that in, then maybe we get on a little more level playing field. And yeah, maybe you know maybe that takes the chip off of us Raider fans' shoulders, and we probably will be there'll be people that are pissed off about that we'll as find well. Something else to get mad. There'll about. be something, to, yeah. But uh, but but yeah. So anyway,
2: I'm all about it. Yeah, I don't. I have a little bit more reservation than you do. I'm yeah. not like 100% as bought in, but I get it. And that's the thing is that, like, you know, would I have rather have seen that be Rich Gannon or some, or I don't oh, know, or Tim course. Brown, of or Would I rather this be somebody that's legacy with the Raiders? Yes. Charles Woodson. There you go. Somebody that probably, that's probably the best example is Charles yeah. Woodson. Um, I would have loved to have seen that, but that's not the way it's going to go. And so for the, for the for like what Jeff said, like Mark Davis is not a spring chicken. He's well into his sixties now at this point, or mm-hmm. is he even 70? Like he's I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's he, getting up there. He's getting up there a little bit. And so, yeah. like, you know, what's the team gonna do afterward? Do yeah. you want it to just be sold to some investment group or whatever? Yeah. Or? You want the, the league to own it? Yeah, no, hell no. Yeah, you know what no. I mean? So no, I, I get it. I get it from Mark's standpoint. And listen, when you talk about a legacy of greatness, yep. there's your guy, that's it. Well when we
0: talk and you know what what we just said earlier, shield above everything, right? Tom Brady turned down an unbelievable contract with Fox, right? Oh, he yeah, said, yeah. "No,
2: I want to own, the Raiders. own the Raiders. I want a piece of the Raiders. Which I want to get." wondered what the time? Well, why would he turn that down?
0: Uh, now you know. Got some of my respect, yeah. man. Kudos. Yeah, yeah. 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 Salute Instead to you, chasing Ta- the bag. Yeah, you're right. Salute Tom oh. Brady for sure. So finally, I'd like to welcome the Oakland Athletics to Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Now there will finally be something better for baseball fans to do than stare at the outfield and marvel at certain patches of grass are much greener above controlled sewage irrigation systems in Alameda. (laughs) I can't wait for football season, and I look forward to the summer of swag and, of course, the fannies. And I'd like to suggest a new award this year. Okay. It's called the Everybody's Got One Award, in given (laughs) honor of, of a rant when you all went on during one of your shows where you carried on about buttholes. Uh, this would go to the person with the most unique and interesting take on something oh, I thought por- you were going to say most interesting
2: butthole Hey, hey hey don't I mean, tell us about your, no- your life <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, But yeah, something so unrelated to anything relevant to the show. My early nominee would be Cousin Sonny in his hilarious, blasphemous monologue in which actually he had a point, but got lost somewhere in the mix. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, have a great great week, Raider Nation. And as my old college roommate used to say, if it ain't a suck fest, then you're probably not trying too hard. Did you hear that, Denver? Your faithful servant, assistant to the GM of show of episode numbers, T-Hom. P.S. Bring back Uncle Mosh. We need more baking sheets in the house. Ah, nice. Well, I don't agree with that last part there, T-hum. But other
2: yeah, than well... Yeah. Uncle Mike can come back. Just yeah, that part. Just yeah. leave the baking sheets. Yeah, at home. just don't beat the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. All right, All good stuff. You got one more. I we'll got one more. Got one more. Uh, what's up, RFR Nation? Murph, what's up? Swag, Jeff, and the original F Bomb Michelle. Hooligan Nation Raider here. It's yeah, a beautiful yeah, yeah. day in the neighborhood. The draft is over. The it, schedule it really is, is a
2: beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a gorgeous, How about day? That?
0: gorgeous day. Gorgeous uh, day. The draft is over. The schedule is out. I've grabbed up tickets to take my oldest son to his first ever Raiders game, right in the black hole. Sweet. He'll never know what it was like in Oakland, but I don't think he'll ever forget his first game. I know I I know, haven't. Uh, so I'll toss it out there. Uh, what was your first Raider game, and did we win? Uh, counting down the days, worse than my kids, waiting for a fat guy to come down the chimney. <laughs> Psychologically damaged, might have Stockholm Syndrome, not really sure, I'm ready to say it. New season, new quarterback, new chances to just win, baby! Let's go! Yeah. Ab- absolutely, absolutely okay so what was your first raider game uh
2: 2011 against the jets that was your first home first home game against uh was yeah because so so i was born in 73 right we were kind of broke when we were growing up. okay i've always said that like uh my first trip to the oakland coliseum was in utero because my mom went to the 72 world series but back then you could just order world series world series tickets out of the san jose mercury news they weren't crazy expensive to go to world Series. And so I would go to a lot of A's games and then eventually started going to Giants games as well. But so all my trips to the Oakland Coliseum were for um, A's games, Monster Truck Jam, concerts. I saw the Stones there. Um, Well, then then the arena uh, and where the Warriors played, I saw David Lee Roth. I saw all kinds of people. My very first concert ever. Anyways, all that said, the Raiders were gone. Oh, that's the right. The Raiders were in L.A. They were in so L.A. So the time that I got old enough to where I could afford to, you know, or pay for my own way to buy a ticket or whatever, the Raiders were long gone. So And then um, you moved to the Keys. And then I moved to the Keys, and then I moved to Tennessee when the Raiders came back. So when, when I moved out of California is when the Raiders came back. The right. Raiders came back in 95, I believe is what it was. And so then I would move that year, the year before. Anyway. Yeah. And so, um, so, yeah, so I never got a chance to see them uh, at home. Um, despite all the millions of times I've been to the Oakland Coliseum. Um, So that said, I went back, and uh, this is a really fond memory. Um, Cousin Sonny and I decided we were going to go to a game together every single year, no matter what. He lives in Oregon. We're out here in Tennessee. We we just said we're going to meet up at some point, whether it's on the road or at home. We're going to go to a Raider game. And so um, we said, decided we we're gonna go to a home game. It was against the Jets. This is the Rex Ryan Jets. This is LaDanian Tomlinson. Um, but more importantly, this is Darren McFadden. Jason Campbell, Denarius Moore, those guys. That Raider team was on fire, and we beat the Jets, who were heavily favored in that game. Uh, we ended up beating the Jets. The Oakland Coliseum was going nuts. Um, but the most important thing about that, personally, was that Sonny and I invited our dads. Yeah. My uncle bruzzy who was a huge, huge Raider influence over me, also my old man. Then um, of course, when we had some of their old-time friends and and, and our other buddies uh, that went, there was a big group of us that went, about eight of us. And um, and so Sonny and I got to share. Our first Raider game in Oakland with our dads, who had been in the Oakland Coliseum again for everything Raiders and A's and everything else. Yeah. Um, back when in the early 70s, uh, when the Raiders were becoming, you know, developing that mystique and that, you know, that old school 70s renegade sure. Raiders. Those were, you know, my old man and my uncle had front seat to that. So for Sonny and I had to connect with our dads, connect with that legacy, connect with our fandom. Yes. And then sadly, um, that was Al Davis's last home game. He passed right after that. Wow. And then uh, both of our dads passed away within six months of that. Wow. I've, uh, I've had, well, no, no, Well, not quite. Uncle Bruzzy first and then my dad. But anyways, neither yeah. Yeah, here yeah, 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 yeah. nor there. But um, so, yeah, that was like our last chance uh, to really get out. And like our dads were both in good health then. Sure. It was before they both got sick and like whatever. Yeah. And so. Just there's a lot of personal stuff that A lot of stuff, that ties lot of stuff to going that on emotionally, mentally and, and beyond just this raider thing, which we're yeah. all nuts for anyways. Anyways, it's probably a longer answer than you wanted, but No, you know, no, it. I didn't
0: no, I think that was great. That was great. And and mine of course was the last year in Oakland, uh, uh, I think November third, twenty nineteen, the game against the Lions, the, the famous Hunter Renfro toe tap, the pair of touchdowns from Josh Jacobs where you see all over all over social media Jacobs jumping into the black hole and you see Raider Ramon oh, there. But- with it, right there. See him with his with his Iron Man mask and stuff. So yeah, so that was a really memorable moment. It was the only game I ever went to in Oakland. Uh, still, still the only home Raider game that I've ever been to because I still haven't been to Alicia yeah, Stadium yet. yet but uh, but yeah, that that was very special to me as well. So, uh, so and taking the picture in front of Al's original torch yeah, and like yeah, all yeah. that stuff. It was that was just a lot of cool. It I mean, and cool. of course hanging out with 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 my best bros and stuff like that. I was that. gonna was, say our was,
2: epic tailgate. Mojo throws down with an epic tailgate. Yeah, uh, with, with him and. His wife Libby and, and yes. their friends threw it on Epic Tailgate and we all walked in together, man. And, and it was and it was interesting because see, I've been back to the Oakland Coliseum since my dad, my uncle passed, but for some reason that one really connected with me and Sonny, because we were we were in, you know, obviously our big tailgate and all of our friends. Um, and then walking in and it was just like, we just had this like, you know, it was like we were with our crew. Well, and it was it, you know was, like, I mean? yeah. it was like the, now this was like this RFR this thing. This Raiders fan radio. That thing. was
0: the first time we had met a lot of those folks, right? Yes,
2: and we all went and we hung out with the pillaging podcast guys. That was really cool, and so many people that came around to our tailgate were like, it was like the first time that we like connected with people that like knew us from the show, like, yeah. and that was a really that, that was, was a kind surreal of a, moment for that me was really as well. Neat, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, anyways, that was yeah. that was that was a trip. Yeah. That was a good. That was a good trip. Good yeah. Trip oh yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. our first year at Belenikov. Yep. 100%, first year we presented money to the Belenikov Foundation. Yep. So, yeah, yep. that was a, that was a special trip yeah. too.
0: Bro. And le- leave in the comments what your first game was yes. if the Raiders won and stuff like that. So, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure. So so yeah. So after this is over, leave that in the comments section. So, so all right. We got Paul.
2: Okay. Let's go, Paul. Hey. Uh, well, while I'm reading this, will you check the battery on that? Please? I sure will. Um you might have to just tap the button. Uh, hey, everyone. Hope you're well. Press the damn button, nerd. Press the button, nerd. I wish I had that. Whatever, you I do. Well, you push it when you get back. Or push it now. Just
0: press the damn button there.
2: There you go. Uh, hi everyone, hope you're well. A short email for you this week as you're in the process of moving. Uh, it's been relatively quiet around the Raiders for a couple of days after the schedule release. Then Devonte Adams did a pretty generic interview. Tom Brady was given the opportunity to become a minority owner, and Aiden O'Connell chose his jersey number. And for some unknown, unknown reason, part of Raider Nation went shit crazy. <laughs> Can somebody explain to me why having Tom Brady as a minority as a minor did sh- he say Tom Brady Tom, no, or is or that I'm, what you I'm just I'm said? Mumbling. <laughs> Because I mixed my I mixed Brady and Minor and the Y and uh, anyways. Well, I like it. Tom Brader. Tom Brader. That sounds like I'm from the Northeast. Or, or no, no, I was gonna say you're com- you're combining Brady and Raider. Oh, I get you. Oh, oh okay. So Bra- Tom Brader, Brader nation. Tom Brader as a minor <laughs> shareholder is a problem. What exactly is it that caused a few days of panic around the Tay interview? And why the hell is it disrespectful for the number four jersey to be worn by Aiden O'Connell? There seems to be a small section of our fan base determined to overreact to the smallest things these days and as a consequence, spread ill will where there is none and disruption for no reason at all. The smallest non-stories keep appearing and the biggest negative spin is put on things all in the name of of shaming the coach, GM, or Mark Davis. When did people get so damn sensitive? Sadly, I can only see it getting worse as the season progresses. Every time we screw up or the Saints win a game, the following are going to be hard work. Dude, and that Saints schedule... Is crazy. We're gonna hear it from the rooftops. See, all you had to do was get a defense. But did you see his presser? Did no, you see his latest it presser?
0: It was it's typical. Same it with was Derek. Just that vanilla ass. Halfway, I'm gonna give my best, and I came here to get better. And you know, maybe some games I won't do well, but I'm always gonna be the hardest worker, and the this and the that, and you know, it's just.
2: Yeah. Ball, shucks. <laughs> I'm firmly in the need convincing column when it comes to Josh McDaniels, but come on, folks, stop looking for ways to attack him and stop looking for stories that aren't really stories. That's very well put. Truth. And I'm with him, too. Like, that's the thing. Like, whenever I, like, try to defend what's going on, they're always like, oh, you're McDaniels Apollo." No, I'm not. The guy's freaking, He just had enough time yet. We'll see. He may suck. You know, last year sucked. Mm-hmm. And if it sucks again, suck again. Like, if it yeah. sucks again, then... Because he's our coach. Yeah, I'm he's our coach. Support. Just like we apologized for Derek for a lot a of his time. career like, because he was our he was our quarterback. Was our guy, man. So support McDaniels until he's not the Raiders coach anymore. Amen. I want him to do well. That's it's drives me nuts. It's, it's it's so funny to me. It's like, and I and this is probably a little bit of an over comparison, but I think there's similarities. It's like people that root against the president. Like if it doesn't matter if I voted for you or not. You're the president of the United States, and I'm an American, and I want our country to be run well. Doesn't mean I agree with everything that you do, but well, I root for you. I you're not going you to root for the him best. to fail. I don't care what side of the aisle they came from. I'm going to root for the guy that's running our freaking country. Same thing. I'm going to root for Mark Davis. I'm going to root for Josh McDaniels. I'm going to root for now Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not going to come out and be like, oh, we're going to suck, and this guy blew it. Blah, blah. No, I'm going to try to lift him up and support him because I want him to do well. I had this whole idea of, like, I want us to suck the way he's gone. That's so stupid. Why would you do that?
0: Tank for a draft pick. Ah. That's the same conversation about on, that. Like... Man, why
2: would you root for your team to fail so nah. you can get rid of somebody? No, I want him to take That's us weak. to the goddamn Super Bowl.
0: That's weak. Gosh,
2: bless it. As for a rookie quarterback, I fear for O'Connell now. He made a... Um... What? <laughs> okay. Uh, he's made a rod for his own back by choosing... Uh, number four he could go 40 of 40 for 450 yards and six touchdowns a game for us and it wouldn't be a good enough for some because he's chosen to wear number four on his back the bigger issue is to me is that we still haven't properly addressed the linebacker room there you go you want to get into something that's something to be critical about yeah we got no linebackers um unless we uh, we do i'm going to find it harder to be optimistic going forward as our offense is going to need to put up 45 points a game to compete It's for that reason I'm holding back on any predictions for the new season. I believe the schedule is pretty good and very winnable, but I believe there are eight or nine 50-50 games, and for me it depends on what Ziegler does um, with the linebacker position that is the key. Strengthen the D-line and the backfield, of course, but it wouldn't hurt to have at least one veteran linebacker with a green dot in the middle of the field. Amen. Yeah. And I don't think Kyle Noy is that guy. I hear a lot of people talking about Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, White. a lot
0: of people are really hype didn't, about didn't, him. Wasn't he
2: more like a pass rusher? did he play on the outside yeah, on I New England's know. defense? I don't know. Like, he played with his, his hand in the ground a lot. And people are talking about having him stand up. I'm like, I don't remember Van Noy being a big stand-up linebacker. I don't Maybe know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Somebody correct us in the chat room and let me know. Um, that alone could transform our record. Uh, if they do nothing, we'll need to score big points a game to stand a chance. If they add a couple of good players, we could have a better season than some people think. Fingers crossed for some movement post-June 1. and uh, We will. I have a really, really sneaky suspicion Hunter Renfro is going to be our linebacker. Because we're going to trade him. I think so, too. We'll either trade him straight for a linebacker or trade him for a pick and trade a pick for a linebacker. I I think that's going to be the key I think so. to us getting a linebacker. Because post-June 1, his cap number is nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's where this thing is going. Oh, heck, and we're coming up on post-June 1, too.
0: Yeah, it'll uh, be this time next week. Yeah, yeah
2: crazy. Uh, a so week I, from today. A week from today. You call. Yep. So as the sun sets on the fan cave, as it did over the Oakland Coliseum, and the new exciting Allegiant fan cave is on the horizon. I bid you farewell the next time. All right, right on, Paul. Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi. Polly Award winner 2019 and 2022. Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020. BRT, Sizzler scorekeeper, proud made man. Five time, five time, five time, times two. Winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Yeah! Paul, 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 Paul. Hello Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello, Paul. Paul. Is your name Paul?
0: Oh, uh, hi. I'm Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, done, my Oh, well, yeah. Hey, so before we jump into the next thing right there. Oh, well, uh, let's hit a break. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, absolutely. Well, yeah. okay, play it. Thanks. Hi. This is Adrian. <laughs>
2: Murph, Mosh, and Swag Chef on Raiders
0: Fan Radio. Just win, baby. Hell yeah, we will. Uh-huh. Hey, so uh, so thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, we, we, like we've said earlier, this is not live. We've, this is pre-recorded, so we don't know who's in the chat, but we love you and we appreciate you. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the like, and and send it to your Raider friend, please. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So hey, so before we jump into this next little bit, yeah. I wanted to just tag just real quick because it's another thing we didn't have because <laughs> we haven't done a show in 47 years. Yeah. Um, but uh, Josh Jacobs.
2: Oh, let's okay. So Josh
0: Jacobs, (laughs) swag update, swag update. So Josh Jacobs has officially changed his number. Oh, yeah. He's Josh eight. Jacobs, he's officially changed his number. He's JJ8 now. But all the people I that. Like I, I love it. I love yeah, it. I think I like it. it's great getting him back to his roots, the college route, and all that stuff. But he posts a picture on social media of eight, but he's in his Raider uniform, which yeah. I think a lot of people were so worried that Josh is so pissed at the Raiders organization for giving him the tag, that he hasn't signed it, that all this kind of stuff. I still think that they're working out a deal. I, I mean, and, you I know, so and, and if they can trade, if they can trade Renfro, they get a little extra money, stuff like that. Bring another player in, something like that. I really think after... Post-June 1, we're going to see that a deal has been done. I've heard that he wants McCaffrey money. I don't think he's going to get McCaffrey I money, but I don't think anyone else is going to really get McCaffrey That's money. That's thing, man. You know, and I, I, I know Which that... Is what, uh, like 16? It's like 16 or 17. 15? Okay. It's so, like yeah, because uh, Saquon Barkley turned down a $14 million deal because he wanted more kind of like similar to McCaffrey, but, you know, Barkley more so. But Josh is kind of in that same boat, too, of like, well, you're really good when you're healthy. But we may not be able to pay you all this money. He because he back-to-back yet. That's back-to-back. We back-to-back. covered all of his numbers. After Absolutely. Time, but yeah. I, think, I think that that's really important, and it kind of shows that, like, he's still in that Raider mindset. He's not... He's not ready to, you know, yeah, bounce, yeah, stay yeah. away like, from Vegas, yeah, all that kind of stuff. I think it's good. So so I it was it's very encouraging to see that. It
2: wasn't just like a I don't know, like a graphic or something. Or just or a picture of him in Alabama uniform or, right. or something yeah, like that. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's that's a good call out, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're gonna get a deal done. I, I you know, I can't imagine that he's not gonna sign. Now, you know, of course OTAs are going on right now. OTAs have started mm-hmm. and, um, and and so you know, it wouldn't be surprised if Josh Jacobs is not there. Jimmy Garoppolo's not there because he freaking didn't get cleared because of his foot. Yeah, well, he had surgery. He had surgery back in March, and so he didn't get cleared as of today. And so, of course, Raider Nation, speaking of Twitter, uh, collectively is uh, now holding their breath, and everybody's like, I can't believe that, you know, McDaniel's this and Josh that, and, you know, and uh, Dave Ziggler and blah, blah, blah. Listen, man, it's a calculated risk that they're taking. They knew he was getting surgery. The reason that he waited till March to get the surgery was because the Niners were having him rehab it for as long as he possibly could, because there could have been a chance for him to rehab it and not go through the surgery and then be available for a Super Bowl run, or for the Super Bowl anyway. Right. So it was. So it's all kind of makes sense. Now granted, I get it. In the one criticism we have about Jimmy G, everything else lines up. If you read like, um, did you see Gronk's comments? on Jimmy Grappolo? I did not. Glowing, dude. This is what, like, when people say, like, uh, oh, Jimmy doesn't, this with, can't push the ball down the field and doesn't get him to this person, doesn't get to that. I'm like, ask George Kittle. Ask Brandon Ayuk. Ask Debo Samuel. Ask Rob Ronkowski. These guys love him. Yeah. The guys that are, the, the guy that's charged with getting them the football, yeah. they really like yeah. There's a that's a loud message. Yeah. Like if you don't freaking if that. And oh
0: yeah, and now Tom Brady is a, a small part of the Raider organization. There you go. You know what I mean? Who taught Jimmy literally everything, everything that he knows about NFL quarterback?
2: Absolutely. So like if that doesn't mm-hmm. resonate with you in a certain way, to like the amount of look if they have reverence for him as a as a pass thrower, then listen, who am I as a fan? Like those are the guys that their numbers are dependent, their livelihood is dependent on Jimmy G getting them the football, and yep. they love the guy. Anyways, yep. so when you read Gronk's comments, he's says that. He's gonna get the ball into guys' hands. He's gonna make sure that he feeds Devontae. He's gonna make sure that he pushes it down. He's doing all these things. He's like, he's the right guy for the job. You know, he's he's gonna handle the game well. He's cerebral. He's like, all these different like glowing things about him. The only thing that you can land on that's a criticism is god dang health. And that's why people are freaking tripping a little bit. So I get it. Like, I'm not gonna say that I wasn't even tripping a little bit, but I think that when you dig into it and you realize that it's like, okay, The Raiders, this wasn't like a flippant decision. They knew that the guy was was not gonna be ready to go for OTAs. He'll be fine by training camp. And when you talk about a, a KG vet now, like Jimmy Garoppolo, who already knows the system, I got news for you, Raider Nation. OTAs are for guys to learn the system. There you go. You probably won't see a Max Crosby there a whole bunch. You probably won't see those guys there a whole bunch. You know who you are gonna see? Aiden O'Connell, freaking mayor. You're going to see any of the new free agents yep. that we brought in. Jaco- uh, uh, Jacoby Myers. Yep. Those are the guys you're going to see because they got it. Well, actually, Jacoby Myers didn't even learn the system either. He's already got it down, too, probably. Yeah. But anyways, but the guys that are unfamiliar, younger players or, or rookies uh, th- or free agents, those are the guys that are going to populate OTAs like crazy. So don't freak out that Jimmy G's not there. He's going to be ready to go. He'll be fine for training camp. But then, I mean, I'm with you. And hopefully he's good for, you know, 17 weeks or 18 weeks now. You yeah. know what I mean? So a little
0: longer than that. Well, thank you, Jeff. A little bit It'll longer be, than yeah. that. Yeah, we need about 23 we weeks out of We need about 23 weeks out of you, Jimmy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. So um, a lot of people think Jimmy's overrated. I don't think Jimmy's overrated. I think Jimmy is perfectly rated. That's it. He's When he's healthy, he's inarguable. Absolutely. He's the un- bunny ranch says he's rated R. <laughs> <laughs> He's the rated R superstar? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you see what I did? Yeah. Um, So anyway, so a lot of people say Jimmy G's overrated. Yeah. I want to give props, again, speaking of Twitter, Mm -hmm. to a good buddy of ours on the Twitters, listener to the show, uh, Cameron, uh, er, er, he goes by at Cameron Park 81, uh, our buddy Raider Cam. If you don't follow him, link up with him on the Twitters. That's at Cameron Park 81. Good guy. Great good guy. Good supporter of our show, man. Yep. Comes with a lot of good feedback and not just, like, questions. Because it always feels weird when people, like, ask us our opinion. And, like, oh, I'll say. Like, how nice. Yeah. Like, if you actually care what we have to say? Uh-huh. We're, we're just two idiots on the porch.
0: That's it. Um, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: you know? Like, like, literally. Like, we're just sitting over here. Yeah, we're just morning. sitting over here. Yeah. Say guys, hi to the mailman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so I really do appreciate when people interact with us so much. Sure. And, and Cam is awesome, man. So anyways, he said, here's a conversation starter, guys. Okay. Who is the most overrated Raider in, you know, in, in history? And there was some, and there was a lot of feedback. It was a Fun. great, great post. And um, and a lot, some people asked the question like, well, by who? Media, by fans, you know, personal oh, yeah. opinion, whatever. So I've got two answers. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to go one off of One I remember, and then uh, that maybe we don't all remember it the same way. Okay. And then I've got one that that I think um, is absolutely 100% both. Okay, you ready? Okay. So my number one is Jim Plunkett. And people that are big Plunkett fans have given me a lot of shit on the show over the years. Because I used to talk shit about Jim Plunkett and Tom Flores. Not like shit like disrespectful, but what I used to say... All the time, when we were talking about whether Flores, and you're wearing a damn shirt, whether Flores uh, should be in the Hall of Fame, I said that the reason he was kept out so long, and this is just truth, man. So, like, this is not... We love this man, Tom Flores. We met him in 2019 at Bulitnikov. Yeah. We've met Jim Plunkett now twice. I met him twice and was equally starstruck both times. Like, I I get... This is not an irreverent position. Okay? So this is not me saying that they were anything other than just what... It really was in the moment, okay? Flora, as I said, he was kept out for a long time because Al Davis, because Al Davis was the freaking architect for so much of the Raiders sure. back during his time with Sure. Um, and then when he went on to Seattle after that and Al Davis wasn't around, it was terrible. Tom Flores did not have a good health, healthy or you know, very good career at all with the Seattle Seahawks. It was terrible. Yeah. So I get why they kept him out of the NFL or out of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now that said... Can you tell the story of the NFL without telling the story of Tom Flores? No, you can't. No. The man had too much um, important, like uh, monumental moments in his career sure. as a player and then as a coach. The barriers that he broke Yes. Um, and things that had nothing to do with Al Davis. It had to do with his own merit and the things that he was able to accomplish in his career that's where he got, that and when you look at it like that, yeah. 100% he's a Hall of Famer. Now, if you look at just his numbers on paper, that's where you can say, like, I don't think that's why he's in. And so I used to say that, and be like, well, I don't like it, I think he should be there, but I get why they slow played him. Mm-hmm. All that said, say the same thing about Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett does not have the stats, mm-hmm. he played with monster football teams, monster defenses, Marcus freaking Allen, an absolute stud of an offensive line in front of him, And the take on Jim Plunkett back in the day was that he wasn't a good thrower of the football. People used to call his passes wounded ducks because they would get up in the air and do like this. And somehow they would, you know, once in a while find their way into Cliff Branch's hands and Cliff would turn it into a 75-yard touchdown or whatever. Like, so when you look at the way that Jim Plunkett performed as a quarterback, he wasn't like a great quarterback. Ultimately, those teams won and he deserves all the credit for that. And but those two Super Bowl trophies that he won, he gets all the credit for that. But even Al Davis wasn't sold on Jim Plunkett. Al Davis, well, he got tra- several times in his career. Traded for Dan Pastorini, who broke his leg, and like I mean, there were so many. Like Jim Plunkett was not like what you would think of. Like he was more way more Eli than he was Peyton Manning. He was a guy that was like good enough at the times that he needed to be during a team's hot run, and they won the Super Bowl in the end. Like those, I mean, the Raiders were the first wild card team to win the Super Bowl. It's not like there was a dominant season there. Now, the 83 season was different, that was dominant. But that's Black Sunday, man. You're talking about freaking Rod Martin, Greg Townsend, Howie Long, Lyle Alzado, Yep. Hayes and Haynes, the greatest cornerback Jack of all time. Jack Squiret picking off freaking um, Joe Theismann, which was uh, Charlie Sumner's favorite, famous Bob Treo call. Like, That was all coaching, because even Squirek was like, he was great for that moment, but he wasn't like a legendary player. But he was the guy for that moment, and it was a coaching decision. Anyways, so, you know, Ray Guy saving the freaking ball, flying over his head in the Super Bowl, which which was a little-known fact. That ball that was shot over his head, long snapper, was Todd freaking Christensen. That's right. You know, but Todd Christensen was a freaking stud. But anyway, so there was so much championship... Right. elements yeah. around those teams that Jim was not the reason those teams won like when you look at Kenny Right, Kenny. Of course, he was surrounded by greatness too. But there were a lot of games that were won because of Kenny. The only reason that the Immaculate uh, Deception even was close to happening is because Stabler takes off and runs the ball into the end zone for the only score the Raiders had for the game yeah. on two busted up knees. Like yeah. he's the reason that that game, uh, the Sea of Hands, the like you know whatever, the Holy Roller, like all that stuff is he created and and all, what's you tell me what the famous Jim Plunkett play is.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Handing the the ball to Marcus.
2: Hand the ball to Marcus or dumping it to Kenny King, who takes off for a touchdown. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, so that's, and so again, but I I think a lot of. Okay, okay. And then I'm going to shut up and throw it to you. Yeah, please. But here's the thing, and please hear hear me loud and freaking clear. This is not a crap talk of Jim Pluckett. Mm -hmm. This is not a disrespectful position at all. I'm just trying to consider what, for someone who's around and alive and remembers the mentality of Raider fans, around Jim Plunkett back in the day, you think that people were conflicted about Carr? Same shit when it came to Jim Plunkett back in the day. There were people that were supporters of him and everybody rooted for him, but there was also like every time he would drop back to pass at times, it would be like, oof. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. There was that element, man. So anyways, that's why I would say that yeah. he's overrated. Now, he's still, out of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, he's probably my third favorite quarterback ever. Because he's the two-time Super Bowl winning, because he's not Kenny Stabler, and now because we become endeared to him because he was so close to us—not well, so close to us, but in a, for a moment was Daryl LaMonica. Sure. And so, and I think that the things that that Monica did were so groundbreaking, and so I would think that 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 that, that Jim takes him. How's it going? well. So. Uh, Sorry, to interrupt. No. In,
1: in Vegas, I have to know.
2: Oh, it's, beautiful. It's gorgeous. No, it's absolutely. Oh, beautiful. it's amazing. Yeah.
1: Eventually, like the Titans, we usually will go back and forth. We've skipped a couple of years, but man, like I got a couple of friends, and we're just waiting. We're just waiting. And if it wasn't this year. Hopefully, it'll be next it'll be year. Yeah. Yeah. I hear it's state of the
2: art. I hear it's really. it's, cool. oh, it's, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. Oh, and yeah. Like yep. your season, hey, hey, hey thank thanks you so lot. much. Appreciate Take care. it. Um, uh, all right, Raider Nation, shout out the Amazon guy. Yeah, yeah, shout out the Amazon guy. Did you say that, um, brother. Yeah. Um, 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 so uh, anyway, so th- so I, ho- I hope people don't take it as any kind I of know. irreverence. I it's don't. just that like I'm trying to qualify because all those players are my favorites. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like and so oh, and I know what I was talking about. LaMonica. I was talking about. So so Plunkett, I think, is probably third for me. Sure. Brian Stabler. And LaMonica. So, but I think that, yeah, and I think in retrospect, in the way that a lot of folks look back historically, I think he's a little overrated. But I think he's rated just right. Okay. I think
0: he's rated just right because if you're a quarterback in the NFL, yes. I'm getting crucified in the chat room, by the way. I know, and that's Uh, okay. Maybe, 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 but maybe not. Because I get what you're saying. But I don't think people hold him to that level. I
2: don't think people, I mean, and maybe some people do hold him to that. No, there's a lot of people that say he should be in the Hall of Fame because he's the only only two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback that's not.
0: Yeah, well, I I think the Hall of Fame has that right right now. You know, maybe one day he gets it. You know, and and I hope, and I hope that he does. You know, I mean, he's he's the quarterback that brought two Lombardi trophies right. to the Raiders. But so, can you
2: can you tell? So. But
0: I couldn't defend why he's not. I so couldn't you. defend why he's not because I understand why he's not. But I don't think that a lot. I mean, and like you said, some people said he should be. I don't think so. And. To those people, it's they are overrating that guy. But to me, I think where he actually sits within the Raider organization as far as like where they rank him as far as a quarterback, I think he's ranked just right.
2: Well, here's the thing. So I look at it like, okay, could you tell the story? Like I said about Tom Flores. Could you tell the story of the NFL and not tell the story of Jim Plunkett? I think you can because those Raiders teams were not defined by him. Sure. Can you tell the story of the NFL and not tell the story of Derek Carr? Yeah, you sure can. Okay, can you tell the story of the Raiders and not include Jim Plunkett? Absolutely not. No. Can you tell the story of the Raiders and not include Derek Carr? Absolutely not. Right. But that doesn't make them Hall of Fame worthy, and that's oh the, sure. And I think that's the big difference for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I don't think that this is a conversation. So much is, are they Hall of Fame worthy or are they overrated? Because well, but that's pe- what a lot
2: of people think that he should be in the Hall of Fame, and I understand why he's not. Yeah, and yeah, so I, I, think I those get. People I, are overrating him.
0: I sure, sure, okay. All right, all right. Who are some others? So, so okay, I. got all okay, right. So, yeah, from, yeah. So, so right. move on from Plunkett. Yeah. So a couple other ones. You when know, you, you makes makes yeah. see
2: Jim at the Blinn a He's gonna be. Yeah, he's gonna whip your ass. Bro, he's, he's like, what gonna whip your ass. Yeah, because he we he
0: cool. yeah, he's subscribed. Hell yeah, uh, yeah. He yeah. you know yeah. I love you, Jim. <clears throat> yeah, no, he doesn't. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, you see a lot of you see a lot of other players that were on that list. You see, I mean, the the. Response on Twitter to that was fantastic. Fantastic. So Namdi you know, was on there. Nomdi's on there. Uh, of course, you saw a lot of Derek on there. Um, you know Beekert. stuff like Beekerts on there. Nomdi. Uh, yep.
2: Namdi was one. Derek Burgess was on uh, that a list. A big controversial one that you see a lot. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. That was. But you know what? I get. I get it though. I don't necessarily agree, but I get it because he is like a lot of people look at him as. The absolute be all end all running back for the Raiders. Yeah. I don't. I don't even close. Uh, I it's don't even. Marcus either.
0: Allen hands down. Well, I think it's Marcus, and then and then Bo. But I think Bo is just like I think a lot of people would overrate rate him. I I look at him as the most like the most what if player. What if he had stayed healthy? If he had stayed healthy, I think he probably would have been. He yeah, would have well, been the if, Raiders' greatest running back of all time. He would have
2: surpassed Marcus. I see. I think he would have pa- surpassed Marcus. I think if he would have if he would have been dedicated to football, yes. Well, that's true too. And that's, that's the too. thing is that like Bo's significance is in the sports landscape. He was, yeah. he was the Michael Jordan of an athlete of, of like I mean a guy that bro- all the bonos and all that stuff like he completely talked about tech mobile
0: and all, completely
2: yeah. transcendent way beyond the NFL, beyond baseball, beyond like he was. You know, I mean, that was the whole thing, the whole Bo knows thing was that like Bo knows football, Bono's baseball, Bo knows skateboarding, Bo knows bowling, Bono's like Bo can do anything, right? That was, and he became this like completely elevated figure because of the marketing campaign that was behind sure. him, but also because of his, I mean, he was a completely unmatched talent when yeah. it came to athleticism, but that doesn't make him a great Raider when you, Stack him up and you look at the history of Raider running backs, sure. I mean, he arguably didn't have as much of an impact as Charlie Gardner did. That's true. And I mean and that's that's here's a hot yeah. take for you. Yeah. You know, or Mark Van Egan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like
0: even Clarence. Well Vegas. and one that I had on my list, uh, to move on from Bo a little bit, Napoleon Kaufman. I think I'm Napoleon. I surprised when you said that. Man. I, I mean, you know, I mean, because I kind of always have heard about him as one of the greater running backs during that time. He was when, awesome. Went, you know, in the late what was it, late '90s and stuff like that, right? So, you know, so you look at that, but you look at like his stats and you actually like break down and look. He had one really good season. He had one really good season, but he played for the Raiders for six years. He <laughs> broke a thousand yards one time. And in six seasons, he was rated. He was listed as the starting running back, twice. He was a depth guy the rest of the time. And in six seasons in the NFL for the Raiders, and that's all, that's the only team he played for. He only played. And he retired in those, early. He retired He's a early. Bastard. Well, there and you go. God and, bless and, him and, for that. and God bless him for that. That's that's unbelievable. But as a Raider running back, he had twelve touchdowns in six seasons. Like, Josh yeah. Jacobs did that last year with his eyes closed, right? I mean, like, that, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, so, you know, so you look at that and you look at him as listed as, like, one of those top running backs during that time for the Raiders, and I just don't see it. I, I just don't see it.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good call out, dude, because I, and I, and I mentioned Garner, he's underrated. People underrate Charlie Garner yeah. and how good Charlie Garner was. And granted, he was a Niner first, and so I get that. But like his time with the Raiders, talk about dynamic! Mm-hmm. Dude, catching the ball in the back, he was like Marshall Falk. Yeah, like he was awesome, man. Yeah. You know, but so. Uh, but anyways, but yeah, so that's that's good. There was and there was a lot of names on there. Um, I was surprised to see Namdi show up um, as overrated, um, and a lot of people said, "Oh, you know," but he never really, you know, he didn't have any stacks. You and know, I that. saw some. I saw but some people put Alzado. Um, Al Zeta was at the tail end of he his career. Was the tail end of his career, I mean, and he he was much more the way that I remember it. Anyways, he was much more leadership and figure that like and what he represented and that nastiness and that aggression and all that that he brought to the team. Yeah. He wasn't lighting up the freaking stat column. It was Howie Long and Greg Townsend, and you know what I mean. And right, you know. The, so I, th- I think that when you, I think that's I I, I kind of get it. That he was um, his significance to the team is not overrated. No, but his actual performance. Yeah, I, I can I can, I can see that. Sure, you know, and that's where um, the opposite with Derek Burgess, the opposite mm-hmm. because Derek Burgess put up the big numbers, but he really didn't have much of an impact other than you know those occasional numbers that he put up. Um, and I be, is he still the in single season sack leader for the Raiders? Yeah, I think he might be. I think Derek Burgess is still our is he? I, th- I think so. Um. But really didn't have any like big impactful plays. Okay. Or, you know what I mean? No strip sack to win a game. Like, sure, another, sure, like, sure. The big highlight games. Sure. So. But it is, but Namdi, real quick, and then and then we'll move on. Namdi, um, man, those were that desert was dry back then for the Raiders. We didn't have anybody good. Yeah. Our teams were terrible. These were two win and four win football teams. They were absolutely terrible. And Namdi, he won't be a Hall of Famer. But he was a Hall of Fame talent playing on an awful football team. Right. And he doesn't have any stats because people just wouldn't throw to him. Like, Al Davis would put him out there on one side, or whoever the coach was at the time, which de facto was Al Davis, would put him on that side and leave him out there. Yeah. And it was just Nnamdi covering whoever their player was on that side. And quarterbacks just wouldn't throw over there. Right. They would throw over here and focus on Stanford Route or Chris Johnson or sure. whoever the other yeah. you know corners were. Yeah. Um. You know that was Schweigert's years. You know Schweigert played. Uh, oh yeah. A good a new friend of ours, Stuart Schweigert. Sure. He played on the on the on, on that team, and he was a great player. Stuart was um, for those early years um, before he started you know struggling with injuries and whatnot. Um. But anyways, but there was not a lot going on, and so I bet you if you were to ask Stuart Schweigert if Namdi was overrated. He would give you a hard no. Oh on hard that. no, yeah. Because he really was, man. It was like him and Darrell Revis were like one and one A, yeah. going back and forth every year for who's the best corner in the league. That was all that Revis Island shit and all that stuff. Yep. Namdi was just as good, if not better. And the the my favorite part about Namdi, one of my favorite parts about him, um, not only did he give us something to have pride in as as a team back then, because we have a lot to root for. Right. Um But uh, he was a converted safety. Al Davis saw him at Cal and brought him in and said, we're going to switch you over to corner. And Namdi was like, "Mm, okay. And look at that. I mean, that was like one of the last big moves that Al Davis made where it was like you still saw that little bit of that old school Al Uh talent evaluator. Yes. That innovative spirit that Al had where he saw something in Namdi and said, yeah, he's really good here, but he will be great here. And sure enough, he was, man. So yep. anyways, I don't agree with the Nandi being overrated, but no, anybody else uh-uh. you
0: can think of? No, you know, I saw a couple, pe- I saw a couple people put Khalil Mack on that,
2: and I'm like, no. I don't think so. Khalil I Mack don't... got five sacks in one game. Yeah. Khalil what? Mack picked off Cam, uh, uh, what's his name? Cam, Cam Newton. Cam Newton ran into the end zone for game winner. Like, he was a closer, man. I, yeah. Uh-uh.
0: yeah, I didn't agree and with our,
2: that. we clearly our defense changed when he left. Oh, Totally. You know what I mean? We we missed that ability to have somebody come in and close out a damn football game. Because mm-hmm. Khalil did a lot of that. Yeah. So no, he was a stud. I yeah. don't agree with that. Yeah,
0: I don't agree with that either. Um, all right, hit a break. Is there any more?
2: Okay. All right, good stuff. We want to hear yours, Raider Nation. Overrated player.
0: Nobody enjoyed a good Donny Brook More than sixth-year linebacker, Phil Villapiano.
2: Not overrated. Nope. Linebacker, number
1: forty-one, Phil Villapiano. Phil Villapiano. And you're to Raiders radio.
2: Absolute stud by well, Zion yeah. Phil Villa Piano. Um, all right, so last last thing we got. This yeah. ended up being a lot longer than I
0: expected. It's a long be. show. This is
2: fun, man. Yeah. We, yeah, We're good on time. Yeah, we're Let's good. We're good. We're good. Well, appreciate you, chat room. Thank you Absolutely. guys for hanging in there. Yes. Uh, we love you guys very much. And uh, before we get into this last subject, if you would just uh, help us out and hit a like, hit a subscribe, tweet this thing out, tell your friends. Uh, if you're an audio podcast subscriber, hit us up under YouTube. Uh, search for Raiders Fan Radio you can Find us there and hit a subscribe there, or and, if you and find in, us next week. Yeah, well, hold on. If you're a video watcher, subscribe to us on the on the audio podcast, please. As Jeff mentioned, that's still where our biggest audience is. Um, but we do know there's a lot of you that just watch us and and don't listen to the audio. Even if you don't want to listen to the audio, just subscribe to it anyways, and just and then just. Delete the episodes or mark them as played as they come across your phone. Uh, It all helps us out because, again, uh, it helps us get advertising opportunities like the good folks at DraftKings, where if you sign up right now and use promo code RFR, you can uh, get... An extra $150 in bonus bets with only a $5 bet, and that's out of DraftKings. All right, swag, what do we got next Absolute,
0: week? Absolutely. So next week, not sure what, are we going to go Wednesday? Yeah,
2: Wednesday. Live, okay, all right, live Wednesday. We're going to be, you know.
0: exactly, we will be at Domenico's Deli here on the square in town here in Middle Tennessee, uh, and uh, we'll be giving away this thing right uh, here, this signed. And She's ended, a Butte Clark. She's a Butte Clark, and absolutely, and this one's a little bit different than some of the other jerseys that we get because this is like an official Nike game jersey. Yeah, hey, yeah. Walk so- it out
2: there, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no pause. Easy, <laughs> easy. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah. So it's uh, JSA, not like a stitch JSA certified, t- but yeah, it's yeah. not the stitch, but it's like the ones that you would wear, like. Look at, to the games. It's a $100 jersey. It's a $100 jersey and it's and signed Long by Howie Long, Long on the back. So yeah, so next week make sure uh you 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 know find all the money that's in your you know in the between the cushions of your couch and all that stuff. Bring that because it's all going to the One Nation Foundation. So so yeah, so make sure stick around next week for that.
2: Absolutely. Appreciate you Raider Nation very very much and if you want to get in on that early, you want to send us a donation before next Wednesday. Yes. Uh, go to raidersfanradio.com, hit the One Nation Foundation link. That will take you to a donate page on paypal and it goes straight in there and then just let us know send us an email show that's s
0: oh uh uh-huh.
2: you got you yeah, take uh-huh. a text, text yeah back. uh s h uh uh-huh. not two s's just one s
0: oh okay uh, so s
2: uh-huh. uh h
0: uh,
2: uh o okay uh w okay that's just a w not not two u's oh
0: oh sh- yeah okay yeah, there yeah you go. got okay. it
2: Show at RaidersFanRadio.com and let us know um, that you've donated via the PayPal so we can go in there and track you and make sure you get the proper amount of poker chips. There you go. All right, uh, so last up here. Let's talk about some flex games.
0: We flexing. We be flexing, man. Check it How's out. How's your
2: flex game? It's pretty, it's pretty good. pretty I got a little flex action. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, heck yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so. <laughs> 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 so, um was I talking about? Oh, flex games. Flexing. So, you know, I'm usually pretty good about trying to find a justified reason for doing things. Uh, whether it come with the Raiders or even the NFL, I try to see past my initial response to things. Sure. Okay? Um, I've tried to see past my initial response on this changing of the ability to flex Thursday night games. Mm-hmm. And I am not down with America, it. America, um, no. go to
1: the YouTube right Sorry. Now. We'll do that too.
2: Um, I always say if you wanna to get to the answer to the question, find me the end of the money, there you there's go. your answer. That's the answer. So the, we, so I know the answer to the question. What is disappointing is that the NFL is putting out of market fans in a position to where we literally, and, I, and I'm including us in this, because we literally plan our vacations, whether it be around the Bolitnikoff Foundation dinner and a game, or just a game in general. We've been talking about going to Buffalo, right? Uh, and maybe going up there for a game, which would be amazing. And I amazing. hope you do. And Salt City, Silver and Black, and Jay yeah. Morse, you guys are the best. And we really hope this thing works out. Let's get this freaking pig sold here so we can uh, get onto the next phase and we can make our plans for September. But anyways, we really want to be up there uh, for the Buffalo tailgate and to hang out with Salt City, Silver and Black, and all the amazing East Coast Raider fans. Yes. Um, so, I think it's ridiculous that the, that the Raiders and these other teams... From week 13 on to what? 17. 17 um, can be flexed away from Thursday into a Sunday game. So, as a as user Raiders as an example, they play on Thursday night football, week 15, against the Los Angeles Dolts. Okay. So, if you we are planning to go out to that game, which we're not, and there's definitely won't now, but if we were planning to go to that game, say we set our flight for for, for Wednesday, or, or Tuesday, we're gonna spend Tuesday night, Wednesday night, go to the game Thursday, uh, and then come home on Friday. Fun trip, right? Absolutely, would a blast to do that. Oh yeah, then the Raiders, then the NFL, because it's gonna be a potential playoff game, because they're playing for a wild card, or God forbid one of them's playing for the division, and then all of a sudden they flex that thing into a freaking Sunday, a Sunday night or whatever else, so they right. can draw more ratings, and all of a sudden our Vegas trip to go out there to see the Raiders turns into just a Vegas trip. Now granted, it's still a Vegas trip. We'd still have fun. But what am I going to do? we got to sell your tickets. you got to complete. 100%. And you, you got to do a short notice. Right. Like, I think it's such bullshit that yeah. they would, because you're not talking about, like, flexing it from, like, oh, well, this was, because this has happened. Oh, it was a Sunday night game. This happened at this last year, the the Raiders Patriots game. Yeah, it was a Sunday night game. Neither team was playing for anything, so they flexed it into a Sunday afternoon game. Right. Okay, no big deal. Now you got to leave for the freaking stadium a couple hours early. Sure. Whatever. That's not a big deal. But switching it by four days. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bullshit! I think it's so stupid.
0: It is. It is. It's stupid. And, and kudos to to uh, to Mark Davis for voting against that. Amen. I mean, he That's very the very bright pub- spot of the story. Very publicly eight, voted against that. Eight owners did absolutely people. and 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 for that reason exactly because they're thinking about their fans because you know especially mark davis that knows that Raider nation justin just isn't in las vegas that it's literally everywhere and so Global. there's going to be there's going to be people flying in from wherever from what about our middle Tennessee, the uk folks the uk folks stuff like that you're going to have people that are planning a trip and then going to have to totally. And so, and he came out in a press conference and said, yeah, Raider Nation would have to change their plans. And then all three of those Charger fans that it are flying such, in from LA would have to change their thing too. Like, how oh, yeah. Mark. Yeah. And if, yeah, if you, any chance you can throw shade at them is love, great. And for it. Mark Davis to do it was, was clutch, man. It was Absolutely. so cool. But I mean, but that's why. So, and yeah, so much respect to Mark for, for voicing his opinion there and voting against that Absolutely. for sure. so Absolutely.
2: So, yep. All right, so Jeff, you got anything else? That's it, man. All right, I think and we did it. about 90 minutes. So. Anyways, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Nation, we love you guys so very, very, wait, hold on, watch this we fancy up in here I appreciate you guys so very very much we love you in the way that you support not only this show but the One Nation Foundation we will see you next week that's Wednesday at 4pm Pacific 7 Eastern we will be back live again we'll be at Domenico's Italian Delicatessen down here on the square in beautiful Murfreesboro Tennessee our good buddy QB Jeff will be there Michelle will be back there myself Swag Jeff will be there love you guys and we will see you then see you bye you're not gonna do your thing Oh, thanks to everyone in the chat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know who's in there. No. Well, we're on a damn porch. I don't know. Who I don't knows, know what I'm doing. Guests. Uh, yeah, wonder, we hadn't done the show in a long time. Hey, yeah. thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, Paul's in there for sure. Uh, Ron, uh, keeping everyone in check. Uh, Michelle's probably in there for sure, you know. The Graves is probably in there. Uh, the Graves are in there. there. So, yeah, so Kiljada's probably there. Kiljada, he might be. He, he might be. be. Yeah, he might be in there. Um, yeah, uh, who else? Our buddy
2: Intel might be in there.
0: Intel. Intel Jason Hunter, he's just he's sniffing another chance to win another I piece know, of swag. Yeah, yeah. You know, he early early front runner for uh, Summer of Swag winner in uh, this yeah, year's Fannie Award. Is, you yeah, know, I so sent him two jerseys together, Ab- right. absolutely. So, hey, yeah. so, uh, so yeah, so like we said, if you missed out, uh, next week, a week from today, we will be live at Domenico's. We will be giving away the signed Howie Long jersey, all for the One Nation Foundation. So, tell a friend about it shoot us a PayPal, shoot us a message, let us know if you want to get poker chips early. Of that, 100% of that money goes to us now as opposed to 70% from Google later. So we love you, much respect, thanks everyone for tuning in for an RFR Rundown where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. What happens in Vegas? Start in Oakland.
2: See you, bye. Adios, malingers. Love you guys. Oh yeah, then I gotta do this part. What is
1: it? Good YouTube. Goodbye. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has 0 grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. oco Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar.